one thing that happens when you go to your family practice doc is a common explanation you're going to get for your pain or injury is, uh, you're just getting older. Give it six to eight weeks. You'll be fine. Right. And it's meant to be a little bit downplaying what you're complaining about. It's like, ah, oh, don't worry about it. But it sends this message that as you age, you start getting painful, stiff, less athletic just because you're getting older. And that is complete BS. Um, and it's not based off of anything. Welcome to the Fit and Healthy Denver podcast, where we discuss all things revolving around health, fitness, and wellness in the amazing state of Colorado. So you can get behind the scenes information from industry insiders, special events, and more. Coming up is our host, physical therapist and strength coach, Dr. Jamie Beauvais. And here we go. In today's episode, we're talking about the idea of you're just getting older. As in, I'm sure you've heard that phrase before. I'm sure somebody's told it to you when you had an ache, a sprain, and they're like, oh, you're just getting older. It's probably just something you're gonna have to live with. And so I posed this question in our Fit and Healthy Facebook group. And I said, what questions do you want to know about this phrase? Or what comments? How do you want me to address this? And the comments went off like an explosion. Obviously, we hit a nerve. There was tons of comments. Um, I don't know if I believe this. I think this is BS, you know, all of that stuff. And then I want to know about fitness and health as you get older, how to cross train, all of these things. And so uh, what started off as what I thought was going to be a very short kind of just a little snippet uh, has now expanded into a couple episodes. So in this episode, we're going to talk about a little bit more injuries, rehab, pain, what compensations with those things what to expect. Uh, and then in the next episode, we dive deeper into uh, several other co concepts around aging. So let me first start off by just kind of talking about this, how I was going to start in the beginning. So one thing that happens when you go to your family practice doc is a common explanation you're going to get for your pain or injury is, ah, uh, you're just getting older. Give it six to eight weeks. You'll be fine. Right. And it's meant to be a little bit downplaying what you're complaining about. It's like, ah, oh, don't worry about it. But it sends this message that as you age, you start getting painful, stiff, less athletic just because you're getting older. And that is complete BS. Um, and it's not based off of anything. I take that back. It is based off of something. So what it is based off of is people are more commonly in pain when they get older and they do get stiffer and they do move uh, less fluently and efficiently. However, let's backtrack just a second. So did you know that shark attacks go up uh, when people eat more ice cream? That's right. Kind of a strange, str kind of strange, right? So, but think about this. This is meant on a, when I say people, I mean like a, a large group of people. But let's think about that. Why would shark attacks go up because of ice cream? Well, it's really quite simple when you think about it. When ice cream consumption goes up is generally when it's hot in the summer. When it's hot in the summer, 
people get in the water and in the ocean. When people are in the water and get in the ocean, shark attacks go up. So what this is, it's not a causation. So sharks aren't eating you because you have more ice cream in your blood. They are eating you because you're in the water. So there's a correlation there of hot weather. And so that's important to understand because this is what happens with aging is there's this correlation of more uh, people who are of age have pain. And so it's like, okay, you're just getting older. It's just, you know, however, that is correlation, not causation. And there's a big difference. So what is the correlation with age and uh, pain stiffness? Typically, it's compensations. So what happens when you get injured is you change how you move. You change how you move. And when you change how you move, that compensation avoids the pain. So you learn to move in a way that avoids the pain. And it's subtle. It's small. So you don't really notice a lot. And so that that new compensation now becomes your new movement. And so because it's subtle, it's not that big of a deal. You know, your body just kind of goes with it and it becomes your new normal. But over time, you're moving in a way that you're not meant to move. And so that new movement pattern that isn't optimal is going to cause overuse injuries and wear and tear injuries elsewhere in your body. So what's the solution? Well, um, when we're working with people, we focus on three things. We focus on getting the pain down, getting to the root cause of the problem, and then teaching you how to keep it away. So what would that treatment consist of and how long would it take? So it really depends on where you go. And what you want to find is somebody who's going to find who's going to spend one on one focused time with you and and really just that one person. So the majority of the treatment for most conditions um, should be focused on things that you can't get elsewhere elsewhere. So that that means treatment done by a doctor, a PT, a Cairo um, and whoever is the specialist and not not an assistant. Right. Um, Treatment can include joint mobilizations. That's where you uh, move the joints rhythmically and kind of smoothly and get some movement in there. Joint manipulations, which is kind of like where you a quick movement where you can pop the joints. Soft tissue mobilization with tools or with your hands like a massage. Um, You can use needles like in dry needling or acupuncture. And and you can um, use exercise as well. And exercise isn't important for overall health and recovering from these injuries. Um, But exercise shouldn't, for most things, exercise shouldn't necessarily be the focus because you don't really want to go in and pay for something you can do on your own. You want the expertise of how to do it and how to do it efficiently and well. uh, But you don't need to like, if you're going in somewhere and you're doing 45 minutes of exercise, and especially if it's by yourself or with an assistant, uh, you know, that should be a red flag. So another red flag is generally heat, ice, electrical stimulation, ultrasound. They don't generally do much. So if that's a major part of your treatment, there's a decent chance you should look elsewhere. So that's that's what treatment usually consists of. How long will it take? Depends on the system you're in and the skill of the practitioner. So here's a tip. Just like every other profession in the world, all practitioners are not created equal. There's a joke that goes around in med schools all around the world. You know what they call the medical student who has the lowest grades on graduation day? Doctor. While this is meant to kind of ease the fears of a struggling student along the way, I should also point out that if your progress is slow, you might make faster progress with another practitioner who is more skilled. So outside of skill, the amount of time that that practitioner gives you will also make a, a big difference. It makes a difference... Uh, if they give you twice the 
amount of time, you should get better faster. Question is how much faster? And some of that depends on the skill. But to give you an idea, we give twice the amount of one-on-one time with our patients as most clinics. And how many visits do we average compared to the national average? 40%. So what that means for you is because we spend twice as much time with you, you will get back to everything you need to do in considerably less than half the time. So that amount of time that a practitioner spends with you, it makes a huge difference um, as far as your recovery time. So when that happens and you can get good skill and good time with a skilled practitioner, what's going to happen is you're going to correct those compensations. You're going to start moving the way that you're designed to move. uh, And now the stress on your joints and muscles is going to be optimally distributed and you can age gracefully without pain and and you can maintain your athletic ability. Um, another question we had in the Facebook group was how to maintain activity levels and avoid injury with increased age. The, the easy answer is just never stop. So always stay active, stay exercising, stay moving, um, you know, do cross training, stay mobile with yoga or stretching or whatever dynamic movement patterns that you like that take you through a full range of motion. That's the easy answer. Obviously life gets in the way. Kids work, lots of other things. What I, what I tell people who are having a hard time finding a time to stay active is do it first thing in the morning. Like, you know, I'm not a morning person, so I I realize this is very tough advice. Uh, but you don't have a lot of distractions at 5am or 6am for that matter. 4pm, there's a lot of stuff that can happen between when you wake up and 4pm between the time that you wake up and five or 6am there's probably not going to be a lot of unexpected things happen that can get in the way of you staying active. So that morning time is perfect. Having a routine. um, There are a lot of other ways as far as finding a gym that's close to you that you like finding a group of friends that are into the things that you are exercise wise, fitness wise that can motivate you and get you into it. Um, And really the important thing is finding something that you love to do. So if you like getting in the mountains, trail running or hiking is probably a fantastic way to stay active. Um, If you like biking, biking is a great way to stay active. So find something you love to do and you'll stick with it because you like to do it, not because you are trying to stay healthy and it's just staying healthy as a byproduct. And so that's a great way of doing it as well. But to avoid injury is really you need to think about taking your joints to their full range of motion. So one thing that we have a problem with in the U.S. is like deep squatting. So let's say you go to Asia and you're going to see people waiting on the bus and they're like, you know, they're kneeling down like squatting and their butts will like go to their heels. But there's very few Americans that you'll find that really have the ability to to do that. And it's because they never lose it in Asia because historically they had to squat into the ground when they were going to the bathroom. And so they never lost that range of motion. You look at babies and babies can easily do it, but the average American cannot. So they maintained that motion throughout the full joint uh, range and they just keep it. So just keep moving through your full range of motion. If you're, you know, if you find a week where you haven't taken your joints through the full range of motion, just, you know, take your joints through that full range of motion, get a stretch, deep squat, move your arms, move your trunk, mid back, low back, all those things, just move. That's the key. Um, you know, obviously work and trying not to sit in one place as much as possible is great advice as well. So another question we had was how to cross train or do prehab to mitigate injury risk. And this is something, uh, that is cross training has been around for a while, but the, the term prehab has really only come up in the last couple of years. 
Um, and it's still just kind of, you know, thrown around. I don't even, I doubt it's in a medical dictionary anywhere. Um, cross training is, you know, let's say you're a runner. Cross training is doing things that are dissimilar to running. So side to side movements, uh, side lunges, side squats, side jumps, skaters, that type thing. So those muscles that you don't typically use in running, you, you want to keep all those muscles moving strong and ready to control so that in the case that you, let's say you're running and you hit a rock and you twist, you need to be able to control that. If you never train for that, you don't, you are unable to control it. And that's when an injury happens. Prehab is that idea of basically the same thing. It's a, it's a different way of talking about training. Uh, but prehab where that originally came from is they looked at doing like rehab exercises, strengthening things before a surgery. And what they found, I did actually did work on this in my uh, PT studies, is that people who come out of surgery that do prehab work are dramatically better after surgery. Um, so if you can do those things, it really helps with not only surgery, it definitely helps with preventing injuries as well. So we work on prehab. We have a ton of people that come in very frequently, like monthly to come and see us and they work on prehab. And I'll be honest, it was hard to sell at first because nobody thinks they're going to get injured this year. If they did, everybody would already be working on it. Um, so nobody thinks they're going to injured. So it's hard to sell like, Hey, I'm going to keep you from getting injured. However, that being said, we've got about 35 people that we've worked with over the last two years who, um, did commit to a prehab program. Most of these people were getting, they're very active in multiple sports. So they were getting injured in, uh, you know, every four or five months, typically they'd come in and see us. So luckily they, you know, they bought what I was selling. And at this point we have over 900 months, uh, with no injuries. So I absolutely have the data right now to prove that prehab works. And there's a lot of research studies out there that show that it works and other things as well. Um, now, eventually that number, obviously some, somebody's going to get injured eventually, but that is a, tr a tremendous number, um, that really shows how effective this is at preventing injuries. So if you can get a program that works all your body, your muscles, your body parts, your joints, and strengthens you in those ways that you're mostly ignoring right now, it will prevent injuries. Okay. So if you'd like more information similar to what we've just talked about, um, and on other topics related to health, injury, rehab, recovery, then I wrote a book just for you. My book, Adding Insight to Injury, is available on Amazon. Or if you live in the Denver area and want a free copy, you can go to our website, connectchaindenver.com. And on the About Us page, you can sign up to get the book for free. So stay tuned for the next episode where we talk about a lot more topics and a little bit more of the athletic topics with aging and a very special guest as well. All right. Talk to you soon. for listening to the fit and healthy denver podcast brought to you by kinetic chain denver physical therapy if you know anybody that you think would benefit from listening to this podcast please share it with them and don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you can enjoy all the great information we're bringing you in the next episode